For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject Patterns of Exile and Redemption in Genesis. This is part eight of the series. In the Sanchita Midrash Rabbah, it furthermore explains how Judah approaching Joseph foreshadows the redemption. In the commentary, it says, at this point, Judah and Joseph were now at peace. The verse from Isaiah indicates that in the Messianic era, there will be a reunion of all the tribes and they will again live in brotherly love. So if there is going to be a reunion of all tribes, that means they're not united now. Notice how over and over it refers to a future uniting of all 12 tribes, meaning that today they're not united. The house of Israel, the northern kingdom, Ephraim, the house of Joseph, is separated from the southern kingdom or the house of Judah. The messianic era is about their uniting. An evil beast alludes to Judah as it says Judah is a lion's whelp. In the Torah Anthology to the Twelve Prophets, Volume 1, page 459, it explains that Joseph, united with his brothers, foreshadows the redemption. The story of Joseph and his brothers, Genesis chapters 38-50, is not an unfolding of chance events. Every detail stemmed from God and served his purpose. For the Almighty unfolded that the deeds of the fathers, in other words, biblical history, is assigned to their descendants, its prophecy. The conflicts between Joseph and his brothers were an indication regarding the future splitting of the kingdom of Israel into the kingdom of Judah and the kingdom of Ephraim, son of Joseph. When later Joseph made himself known to his brothers, the reconciliation which ensued, Genesis chapter 45, alludes to a future time. The two kingdoms will reunite into one kingdom. Thus the Midrash teaches, and he sent Judah before him to Joseph to show the way before him to Goshen, Genesis chapter 46, verse 28. The scripture writes, the wolf and the lamb will feed together, Isaiah 65, 25. The wolf is Benjamin, and the lamb represents the ten tribes. As it says, Israel is a scattered sheep, Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 17. And the lion will eat straw, Isaiah 65, 25. The lion is Judah, as it says. Judah is a lion's whelp, Genesis 
chapter 49, 9. The ox is Joseph, Isaiah 65, 25. As it says, let the blessing come upon the head of Joseph, his firstborn ox. Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 17. The scripture conveys that the kingdom of Judah and the kingdom of Ephraim, son of Joseph, will eat and graze together as a single kingdom. And the book in the Garden of Torah by Rabbi Menachem Schneerson on page 68, he says that the Haftorah, for when Joseph is united with his brothers, is Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 15 through 28, and he writes regarding the half Torah portion, the theme of redemption is underscored by the half Torah, which speaks about the ultimate union of Joseph and Judah. Ezekiel 37, verses 15 through 28, where a verse there says, and I will take the children of Israel from among the nations and bring them into their own land. Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 21 and 22. Next, in Genesis chapter 48, we are told how Jacob gives a blessing to Joseph's sons. Ephraim and Manasseh. And in giving the blessing to Ephraim, it is said of Ephraim that he would be a multitude of people. The blessing of Ephraim that he would be a multitude of people is a prophetic foreshadowing of Ephraim being exiled or scattered into the nations of the world. Genesis 48 verse 14 and verse 19. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it upon Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand upon Manasseh head, guiding his hands wittingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. His younger brother shall be greater than he, and his seed, that is the seed of Ephraim, shall become a multitude of nations. In Hebrew, it's Melo Ha Goyim. In commentary to this, in the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 2121, it says, Ezra comments that many nations will descend from him. The word Mellow or fullness means abundance. The phrase meaning and his seed will become the abundance of the nations. He will fill the nations. Rabbi Avraham ben Harambam somewhat similarly says the expression denotes abundance, profligacy, to a point that they will have to inhabit lands of other nations. It is an allusion to Ephraim's expansive territory. Radok says this refers to the exile when the land of others will be filled with Ephraim's descendants. In the Art Scroll of Genesis, Volume 2, page 2,121, it goes on to say, from Hosea chapter 7, verse 8, Ephraim shall be mingled among the nations. So what kind of a blessing was this? That one day his descendants, that is the ten tribes, would be scattered among the nations? Rabbi Monk explains, while it is true that the dispersion was caused by the unfaithfulness and sinfulness of Ephraim's descendants, see Hosea chapter 7 verse 8 and following, Jacob's blessing was not in vain, for they will return to God and will have a share in the world to come. Sanhedrin 110b. In Genesis chapter 49, we have an account where Jacob is going to give a prophecy to his sons in this 
prophecy is going to be regarding the descendants of his sons and the end of days. Genesis 49 verses 1 and 2. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together. The phrase gather yourselves together is going to be a phrase that alludes to the ingathering of the exiles, which is the gathering of the tribes of Israel. Gather yourselves together that I may tell you what will befall you in the last days, meaning the ingathering will take place at the end of days. Gather yourselves together in here. Here is Shema, which means the ingathering will be associated with return to our heritage, to a return to Torah, in the proclaiming of Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And hear, you sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father. In the Genesis commentary to the Torah by Moses Nachmanides on page 580, he says that the phrase end of days is a reference to the days of the Messiah. In the end of days, these are the days of Messiah because it is written in Genesis chapter 49 until Shiloh come and his be the obedience of peoples. We can also see how the end of days is a reference to the days of Messiah in the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 2076, where it reads, Jacob's intention can be understood in a different, deeper sense. The expression end of days has a meaning beyond the calendar date when Moses or the Messiah will arrive. The end of days is a concept. It refers to the condition that will prevail when the Messiah arrives. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 2, page 947, we are told from Genesis chapter 49 that Jacob gathered his sons by the Holy Spirit or by the Ruach HaKodesh. Assemble yourselves and hear, you sons of Jacob. Genesis chapter 49, verse 2. Rabbi Tenhuma said, This teaches that they were scattered, and he, Jacob, assembled them by the Holy Spirit. This is a prophetic foreshadowing that the house of Jacob will be gathered in the end of days by the Holy Spirit, or by the Ruach HaKodesh. Ezekiel chapter 39, verse 25, verse 27, and verse 29, it is written, Therefore, Thus says the Lord God, Now will I bring again the captivity of Jacob and have mercy on the whole house of Israel and will be jealous for my holy name. So it's talking about the end of the captivity of Jacob. In what context is this mentioned? When I have brought them again from the people and gathered them out of their enemies' lands and am sanctified in them in the sight of many nations, neither will I hide my face anymore from them, for I have poured out my spirit upon the house of Israel, says, the Lord God. In the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 2131, it is explained that when Jacob gathered his sons together, he wanted them to be in unity. Midrashically, the intimation was that Jacob was warning them against disunity or dissension, bidding them to assemble or to gather together, to remain united even after his death. Only in this way could the true redemption come about. Only 
only when the 12 tribes are in unity can the true redemption come about. One Israel is the tribes of Israel united. In the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 1909, it says, quoting from 1 Chronicles chapter 17 and verse 21, Your nation Israel, one nation in the world. The word here in Hebrew is Ahad. The last two letters of Ahad using gematria, which is assigning a numerical value to the Hebrew letter, which the last two letters of Ahad is the He and the Dalit. The last two letters equal 12. The 12 tribes and the first letter of Ahad, that is the Aleph, which means one, refers to the national unity of a united nation. United Israel is the bearer of God's glory on the earth, while a factionalized Israel brings discredit to the one who made it his chosen people. Glory can only be brought to the God of Israel when his people are redeemed and they are one. It's when he brought them out of Egypt that his glory was upon his people. It's when he gathers them from the nations of the world in the end of days that his glory is upon his people. One Israel is Ephraim and Judah united. Ezekiel 37 verse 16. Moreover, son of man, take you one stick and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel his companions. Then take another stick. And the Hebrew word is eights or tree. Take Take one tree and take another tree. This tree is the olive tree. Take the two olive trees and make them one olive tree. Write upon it for Joseph, the eights, the stick of Ephraim for all the house of Israel, his companions. Ezekiel 37, 17. Join them one to another into one eights, one stick, one olive tree, and they shall become one in your hand. One Israel is Ephraim and Judah living in the land of Israel. Ezekiel 37:22. And I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel. And one king shall be king to them all, and they shall no more be two nations, neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms any more at all. One Israel is the Messiah ruling over a united Ephraim and Judah. Ezekiel 37:24. And David my servant will be king over them, and they shall all have one shepherd, and they shall also walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them. It is a united Israel that brings glory to the God of Israel. Ezekiel chapter 39 verse 21 and 25 And I will set my glory among the heathen and all the heathen shall see my judgment that I've executed and my hand that I've laid upon them. Therefore thus says the Lord God, now will I bring the captivity of Jacob and have mercy on the whole house of Israel and will be jealous for my holy name. Bringing back the captivity of Jacob is, I will set my glory among the heathen. That's why Yeshua prayed in John chapter 17, verses 21 and 22, that they may be one, as you, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they may be one in us, that the world may believe that you've sent me. I pray that they may be one. Then look what it says. In the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one. It's a united house of Israel and house of Judah that brings glory to the God of Israel, that brings glory to Yeshua, the Messiah. Next, We're going to see in Genesis chapter 50 that the phrase, I will remember or I will visit, is a phrase that represents or symbolizes redemption. Genesis chapter 50 verses 23 through 25. And Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third 
third generation. The children also of Macher, the son of Manasseh, were brought up upon Joseph's knees. And Joseph said to his brethren, I die. Here's the phrase. God will surely visit you and bring you out of the land, under the land which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. So the phrase, God will visit you, is a phrase that means the redemption is coming. In the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 2,226, it explains once again that this phrase, I will remember or visit you, symbolizes redemption. But God will surely remember you. The verb is repeated for emphasis. Literally, visit, he will visit you. Or remember, he will remember you. In Hebrew, it's pakod yifkod, identifying the Redeemer. That phrase identifies the redemption. The redemption identifies the Messiah. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 3, page 68, it says that the true deliverer will visit his people and I have said I will bring you up tell them that I will do what I promised to Jacob their father what did he promise him and I will surely bring you up again and so Jacob promised his sons but God will be with you and bring you back into the land of your fathers because of this tradition of deliverance which they possessed that any redeemer that came and used twice the expression pakad to visit was known to be a true deliverer. Now the visitation of the future will correspond to the past. And the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 3, page 67, it says, saying to them, I have surely remembered you. God said to him, they have a tradition from Joseph that with this watchword will I redeem them. Go and tell them this sign. Why this double expression? Pakod, pakati, that is because just as he visited them in Egypt, so will he visit them again. The visitation of the future will correspond to that of the past. And the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 2226, it continues with this understanding. Exodus chapter 3, verse 16. The words I have indeed remembered were pivotal in the acceptance by the Israelites of Moses' announcement of the impending redemption. As soon as you address them with the words, I have indeed remembered you, they will listen to your voice. For this sign has been passed on to them from the time of Jacob and Joseph. They know that these are the words that will herald their redemption. For both Jacob and Joseph said, God will surely remember you. The birth of Isaac in Genesis 21 foreshadows the redemption of Zion because what is said regarding the birth of Isaac? Genesis 21.1. And the Lord visited Sarah, referring to redemption, and Isaac was born. This is a prophecy of a future birth of Isaac, and this birth of Isaac, as we explained in last session, is a reference to the birth of Zion, and it's the birth of Zion brings redemption. I have visited you. I will remember or visited you symbolizes redemption, and this is what was prophesied by the Ruach HaKodesh in Luke chapter 21. It used the phrase that God has visited his people. Luke chapter 
chapter 1, verse 67 and 68, verse 71 and 72, and verse 78 it is written, And his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Ruach HaKodesh and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, that we should be saved from our enemies. See, the redemption is associated with being delivered from your enemies and from the hand of all those that hate us. And this is an association to the mercy promised to our fathers to remember his holy covenant, the promise that was made to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob. Through the tender mercy, redemption is an act of mercy, loving kindness, of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us. Joseph's bones being carried to Shechem symbolize the redemption. Genesis chapter 50, verses 24 and 25. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land unto the land which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you. Here's the visitation. Here's the redemption sign. You will carry my bones from here. Taking the bones of Joseph back to the land of Israel is a sign of redemption. Joseph foreshadows that the return of the ten tribes back to the land of Israel foreshadows the redemption. And so Moses did this historically when the children of Israel came out of Egypt in the Art Scroll Genesis, Volume 2, page 2228. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him when he had strongly adjured the children of Israel, saying, God will surely remember you, and you shall carry my bones up from here with you. Exodus chapter 13, verse 19. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, Volume 2, page 812, we see that the rabbis say that the reason why the Red Sea was divided was for the sake of Joseph's bones so they could be brought ultimately to the land of Israel. Simeon of Ketron said the sea was divided for the sake of Joseph's bones. You see that Joseph is a, a foreshadowing of the Messiah, that the miracles happened when Messiah died and ultimately his resurrection that ensued was on behalf of the redemptive work of the Messiah. In the Art Scroll of Genesis, Volume 2, page 1632 and 33, once again, we are told that Joseph was sold in Shechem. So because he was sold in Shechem, when his bones come back to the land of Israel, they return to Shechem. Communicates exile from Shechem back to Shechem, redemption. The Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 3, page 259. It was from Shechem that the brothers of Joseph had stolen him and sold him. And when he was about to die, he adjured them. My brothers, you have stolen me from Shechem while I was alive. I pray you, return my bones to Shechem. For this reason does it say, in the bones of Joseph, which the children of Israel brought up out of Egypt, buried they in Shechem. That's Joshua chapter 24, verse 32. Shechem means a portion or a shoulder. Genesis chapter 48, verses 21 and 22. And Israel said, to Joseph, Behold, I die, but God will be with you and bring you again into the land of your fathers. Moreover, I have given unto you one portion. The Hebrew word is Shechem. It's the Strong's number 7926. I've given you one Shechem. Shechem means the back or the shoulder. We can also see this in the Art Scroll of Genesis, Volume 2, page 2125. Shechem or one portion. This is an inheritance for your burial, that being Shechem, Joshua 24:32, And Joseph's bones, which the children of Israel brought up out of Egypt, they buried in Shechem. 
Shechem symbolizes the messianic government of Yeshua. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. The word shoulder is Shechem. The government is upon his shoulder. So Joseph being buried at Shechem is a prophetic foreshadowing of the Messiah and the government being upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This is going to conclude our teaching of patterns of exile and redemption from the book of Genesis chapters 25 through 50. In these occurrences, which we looked at Jacob and Esau, we looked at Jacob returning back to the land of Israel, fleeing from Laban. We looked at Joseph and his dreams. We looked at Ephraim and his blessing. We looked at the prophecy about and to the sons of Jacob about the end of days. We looked at Joseph saying, God will visit you and take my bones back to Shechem. All of these events, are prophetic foreshadowings of exile and redemption. These things are ultimately the foundation for allowing us to understand the redemptive work of Yeshua the Messiah. Well, that's going to conclude part 8 of the series on the subject patterns of exile and redemption in Genesis. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others. We are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.